Tips from Trestle is brought to you by The Belter Companies, Navigator Group Purchasing, and E-Menu Choice Point of Sale. Welcome to Tips from Trestle. This podcast is dedicated to discussing the senior living industry with a unique focus on food, hospitality, and leadership. I'm your host, Aaron Fish. As a 25-year veteran of the hospitality industry, I've focused my work on creating exceptional experiences for the customers we serve. My goal for this podcast? Educate, inform, and inspire leaders in senior living to bring food and hospitality to the front of mind in our industry. Let's bring the innovative and passionate spirit of hospitality to everything that we do. For the residents, families, guests, and employees we serve, each and every day. So what are we waiting for? Let's get to it. Today on Tips from Trestle, I'm joined by Katie Griffith. Katie started Bright Solutions, a technology consulting firm exclusively serving senior living. Eight years ago, when she saw a need for senior living providers to have an unbiased third party help them evaluate and implement technology in their communities. Katie, thanks for joining me today on Tips from Trestle. Thanks for having me, Aaron. So our conversation is, I think, going to be really cool today. Um, We are going to kind of look into our crystal ball of the future. And I know we we see people talking about, well, what does this look like in, in the next years. We talk about the demographics of, of residents and kind of what they're looking for from a, you know, amenities and what their preferences are and how they approach things. But you're here because we're going to talk about technology and how the technology that is coming, some like newer technologies are going to impact how we do uh, business in senior living and how communities do their hospitality operations. And so as you kind of think about that, what are what are a couple of technologies that are maybe in their infancy now that could have a really big impact on how we do things in senior living? Yeah, Aaron, I'm so excited for this conversation because I feel like we spend so much time talking about the current ideas with the current technologies that we have today, right? And I'm excited to just Star Trek ourselves. <laughs> way down the road and because it's not even that far way down the road and we should already be thinking about what are our operations what are what are our offerings going to look like uh when these technologies uh fully mature so uh the things i've been thinking about lately are uh autonomous vehicles so okay before we know it you know seniors are going to be able to hop in an autonomous vehicle and go and get to where they want to go. So whether that's, uh, you know, transportation at your community, um, you know, taking them to uh, Walmart or their doctor's appointment, or let's talk about bringing the aging population to our community, right? How, what better way to uh, really fill our wait list and um, start offering our programs uh, and our, um, our facilities and our venues uh, to uh, the general public and especially the the seniors and their families. Yeah, no, I, 
it's an intriguing idea because one of the things, and I don't remember where I heard this, but we were talking about it. I think it was the Environments for Aging conference um, in uh, April. The conversation was around building these spaces. And we've got all these communities with all of these great activity rooms and dining rooms and little, little corner neck, you know, notches or whatever for this activity or for that thing but they sit empty most of the time, right? And so when you walk through a community, it could be, you know, two in the afternoon, but it doesn't feel like there's a lot going on. It doesn't feel like a vibrant community because you've got dead space, right? And so, um, you know, their conversation was how do we redesign communities of the future, build them so that we can multitask in spaces. But we've got all of this community space now, currently, that we've got to figure out how to, how do we, utilize it either to better market ourselves or how do we capitalize on it from a revenue perspective and i this idea of autonomous vehicles bringing people in um is definitely something that i think could have some merit going forward um as you think about that what are um what are some of the current challenges that you know a community might face if they were looking at this kind of a technology in the future yeah um so you know, I think when we think about dining venues, you know, I, I've seen some communities that do uh, open their restaurants to, you know, the general public to some yeah. capacity and, and allowing uh, the public to come in and eat. And, um, you know, that's, I think, I think that's a great idea. And so I think some of the concerns might be, well, you know, is it going to get too crowded for our residents that do live here? How do we make them feel comfortable. There's the issues around tipping, but I think there are a lot of opportunities around that. And, you know, when I think about like in Sarasota, Florida, I live in Florida. I don't live in Sarasota, but I know that during the winter, I mean, that's, it's a small town. All the snowbirds are, are down for the winter and yeah. you cannot get a dining reservation, like at a restaurant. I mean, you're, no one can get into any of the restaurants. It's just too crowded. So, um, you know, but you can decide how you're going to operate. So you might say if you're a community in Sarasota, you know, maybe you want to capitalize on some of that overflow, or maybe you say we don't offer it in the winter, but in the summertime when it's less crowded, you know, we do allow the public to come in. Maybe it's invite only, um, you know, sales and marketing can have a field day with this. Um, yeah. so you can start inviting uh, the public to come out and experience these wonderful programs and uh, dining uh, dining venues that are just absolutely gorgeous and the the food and the service and the, um, you know, almost the performances that you all put on in the culinary space yeah. is just incredible. And uh, you know, becoming just a part of the the community is just going to maintain that pipeline of people knowing who you are and wanting to move in uh, when they get the opportunity. Yeah, the the idea of using a technology like autonomous vehicles to create your to set your community up to be almost like a destination for someone who. Uh, and that snowbird example is perfect, right? You've got somebody who is age appropriate, who's taking advantage of the food, the 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 outlets, the activities, the programming, um, you know. And it it could be a, a very you know 
uh, synergistic uh, approach to how you, you work with the outside community. It is one of the things that, that I don't know that we talk about a lot is it, it a lot of times feels like there's this wall between a senior living community and the community outside, right? Like we bring people in to do activities, we'll bring performers in, things of that nature, but there just always kind of seems to be this, this barrier. Um, and I think the yeah. more you open that up, the better it'll be. Um, one yeah. of the other things I thought about with autonomous vehicles is um, kind of the opposite of what you're talking about, right? Um, there are, there are currently, there are these, and I don't know exactly how to describe them. They're almost like little mini food cars um, that yeah. there are some operators that are, are doing food service on college campuses. Um, I know Domino's does this for some of their, their delivery um, operations, but they have these little carts that are completely autonomous. Uh, and basically they're kind of uh, hot boxes on wheels, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so when you think about, well, how can I, how do I maximize revenue for my operation? I've got a kitchen, you know, it's a quarter of a million dollars to build and it basically sits empty and idle 12 hours out of the day. How do I maximize that investment? You know, now you've got this ability to create a ghost kitchen concept where you're doing deliveries out to the public um, and you're using a, a, a technology like autonomous vehicles uh, to deliver that out there. And so um, when you think about doing those things, what are some of the other technologies that you're going to have to have in place to support that, right? I mean, it's great to look at that that technology and how it can build this bigger community, but you're going to have to have things to support it. What are, what are some of the things that operators are going to need to get really good at um, technology-wise to support something this innovative? Today, I want to tell you about one of Trestle's senior living partners, Felter. Belter is a food service design, equipment, and supply company that has been providing expert guidance to the food and beverage industry for nearly a century. A strategic partner to the most successful food service operations in the country, Belter provides support in kitchen and bar design, equipment procurement and install, and supplies. Their team of senior living food service experts have experience across the continuum of care. From independent living to skilled nursing and CCRCs, Felter specializes in right-sizing new facilities, modernizing remodels, and providing the right food service equipment and supplies. At Belter, they are committed to creating memorable experiences for their customers and their guests. With their top-notch team and a global network of quality supplier partners, their customer-focused approach is built on a foundation of collaboration and decades of industry experience. So thank you for considering Belter for all of your food service needs. Yeah, um, so the point of sale technology, um, the great news is that there are some uh, op options out there today that not only support our residents' uh, meal plans and accounts, um, but at the same time, they some of them also have a fully built out loyalty program for like the general public like we're used to seeing so i have my domino's app on my phone yeah. you know and i can go get the tuesday medium pizza special for 6.99 i never do that can you tell um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know now we have these loyalty programs we can offer so you want to make sure your point of sale can handle 
you know, the pu general public versus residents. Um, of course, you've got tipping involved as well. But and I do want to say, too, like as people are listening, you know, they probably have all these other alarms going off too, like security and how are we going to have all these people from the public coming in? You know, and I get it. Like, you know, there are things that we have to plan for and figure yeah. out, but let's do it. I mean, let's plan it and figure it out. I mean, obviously, independent living is much more reasonable <laughs> for this type of thing. Yeah. Building so many more apartments to accommodate the baby boomers that are coming, right? Um, do we build a, a community space that, you know, can offer on-site daycare, you know, for our workers and just for the community? Um, you know, you can you can be thinking ahead of these of these um, ideas. I'm not suggesting that we become daycare um, people, but you can certainly hire a, a um, third party school to open up in your building. And then we've got all these opportunities for um, the community center, you know, let's become the new community center, um, as opposed to that old brick government building, <laughs> rundown building, that's like this <laughs> community center for, you know, your, your little town. Um, yeah. You, Why don't you become the community center, right? Yeah. You were telling me earlier about this concept, um, and I don't remember where it's located, but you were telling me that there's already some operators that are kind of sort of working through that. Um, and can you talk a little bit more about that uh, and kind of refresh so, me on yeah, that? Yeah, this is, so down the street from me, it's in uh, Nocatee, uh, Florida. It's called The Link. And I mean, this is not senior living, uh, but it is, they call it the link because it is really a, a state of the art community center where I can actually rent an office there um, for my business. You know, there's co-working spaces, there's um, private offices you can rent, but then they also have all these different types of events. Like my, my son, we could be members where my son could go do like Roblox party night where a bunch of kids show up with their laptops and they play Roblox together. They have an immersive room that's kind of like VR without the headsets where, you know, let's go on a trip to Antarctica on Wednesday night. And um, just, it's like this multifunctional, just programming extravaganza for all generations. Yeah. you know offering things to everyone so, you know it's like we could just take some ideas from that and start to create become this hub you know in our communities and uh start bringing in i mean how many opportunities for revenue does that bring us you know yeah. as well no this idea you know i i hear people talking about intergenerational programming and how do we do that and I think having some of these kind of out of the box futuristic ideas of, well, instead of trying to, you know, let's take this idea of intergenerational programming, it's a round peg, a square peg, and I'm sticking it in this round hole of senior living. Well, maybe the, the round hole of senior living needs to change to, well, maybe it's an intergenerational, you know, campus or community that has the ability to do all of these things where you bring in, uh, all of these activities and this ability to create a community and oh by the way attached to the i don't know we'll say 5000 square feet of that space which is 
retail and it's a revenue generator and there's ways to, to, to capitalize on that. Oh, by the way, we just happen to have a, a 200 unit senior living community with the ILAL and memory care all right there that it's easy access for them as well as there's ways to get the community involved. And when you think about how do we get engagement going, um, you know, you can definitely plan for that. That definitely works when you think about new builds. Um, and it fits into that mindset of what do we what do we do to engage more boomers to get them more, uh, you know, enticed and more uh, focused on looking at senior living as an option earlier. You know, yeah. I, I did a podcast um, with Shane Connor. We were talking about real estate. And one of the things that came up in that conversation was we're talking about boomers right now. But when you think about assisted living. Like the average age of someone in assisted living is what, 82, 83, maybe? So boomers are turning 65 and 70 right now. They're still 10 years away from that unless something, you know, catastrophic happens. So if you're wanting to capitalize on that boomer age gap, what do you need to do? And I think some of the things we're talking about with, you know, the ability to, get to these activities, ability for a community to outreach with, you know, food and, and activities and, you know, using a technology like autonomous vehicles, um, you know, the piece that we haven't talked about, which everybody seems to be talking about now is the staffing component, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, well, and one more to put a pin in that too, one more piece that I think about is boomers want to age in place. Let's just face it. That's kind of, Yes. What a lot of them want to do, like aging in place, aging in place. And um, some of them will, some of them won't. But for the ones that do, or if I'm taking care of my mother because of the staffing crisis and I feel like there's nowhere to that she can go, that I don't feel comfortable yet. Mm -hmm. um, how awesome if I can send her over to that community center to do some of these great activities and programming or to have lunch with her friends. Like, Hey, me and my friends call each other and say, let's send our moms to, you know, to the community um, to have lunch. And that community could send the autonomous vehicle to my house to get my mother. I can help her out, go, someone meets her there and helps her out. So anyway, just grabbing we're going to be a magnet, right? And just yeah. pull them in and let them see what it's like to be part of that, that community. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, the, as far as, again, the workforce crisis, um, AI is just showing some really promising um, results and, you know, it can be a scary topic, right? Um, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> you're transitioning to something I definitely wanted to ask you about, you know, I, because, you know, just here in the last few, you know, last two or three, four months, right, the AI has really kind of just popped up. And I haven't seen a lot of people in the senior living space talking about it. Um, you know, we have a ton of like, in the moment things we're, we're focused on and, and looking at. But since we're, we're here talking like the future, um, you know, AI is definitely something that I think has a lot of potential to support not only residents in the community, but support the staffing issues that we're having, you know. Um, and so one of the things I thought about was the ability to 
kind of automate some of these daily tasks that people are having to do. Um, the first one that comes to mind is like the business office, right? So here we have somebody who's kind of managerial level, who is doing a lot of, you know, bookkeeping, answering questions about accounts or, you know, taking phone calls or scheduling things. And so um, when you think about what AI can do on that front, what are those things that we, we could expect to see AI taking on uh, and helping support uh, senior living communities? Navigator is the largest full service GPO that exclusively focuses on the senior living community. And what that means is we provide products and services that help our members provide a great environment for their residents such as like MRO, hospitality equipment, food, business products, as well as technology solutions. We actually surround our members with a level of support unmatched in the industry. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, everyone's yeah, talking because the chat GPT came out and, uh, you know, and it's like, oh my goodness, look what this can do. And that's why we're all talking about it because we're realizing the potential. And so it's not there yet as far as really future stuff, but there's some things that are here today. And so we can leverage them. I do notice um, technology vendors saying AI all the time in their demos. And I'm, and I'm like, it's kind of like when they say they have data analytics and really they just have reports. So mm, yeah. <laughs> just to put that out there, they're all like, we have AI. And I'm like, no, that's machine learning or that's just automation, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it's important, but, right? It's a good point to delineate between automation versus yeah. what we're talking about with AI. Like I'm talking about, like I, I saw, it was a TikTok video this morning where uh, this gentleman was talking about uh, how somebody took, AI and it sent it into like all of its, uh, you know, and this is where it gets kind of maybe on that like uncomfortable side. They were, they were looking through all their bank accounts, through all their emails, through all of their various like subscriptions and everything. And he used AI to maximize and, and you know, savings for him. It was like, well, what are subscriptions that I don't use? What are things that I've signed up for that I forgot about? Like, how, are there refunds that I should be getting that I've missed because I, there, I've got 10,000 emails from the last six months I need to go through, you know, and the AI went through and what it, I think is they, they said they found like $200 worth of things. Right. But when you think about $200 a month, right yeah. now, all of a sudden you're doing something that, that can have an impact. And so that's the kind of AI we're talking about where, a resident doesn't go to the business office director and ask about account status. They pick up the phone um, or they go online and they're talking to a bot, if you will. And instead of the bot giving you kind of, here's who you call or this, they literally are doing that kind of work and answering Lord. those kinds of questions for residents, which then lets this person who we're not eliminating, we want them to be doing more customer service focused things. I think about like, well, maybe now they can help in the dining room. Maybe they can help manage that better. So our customer service there is better. Um, they're doing service recovery on apartment issues or they're helping with programming, right? Creating a better community experience overall. Uh, I think there's a ton of opportunity with that. And like you said, we're very, very early in, in how it could look. So um, 
I wanted yeah. to ask you kind of on, even on both of these uh, topics or these uh, technologies, obviously there's going to be some safety concerns. There's kind of this like barrier. There's going to be people who are, I want to do it now. Let's make this happen. And then there's going to be a larger group that's going to take a wait and see. So a- as we kind of come to an end here, let's, let's talk a little bit about what that might look like. Um, and we can start with the autonomous vehicles, right? Like kind of give us some idea of where they, where that's at as far as the technology and it's progressing. Um, and what are some things that maybe could be obstacles to implementing something like that? Sure. Well, I think that, um, we're coming a long way with autonomous vehicles. Uh, you know, there's a lot we can do already uh, with that, but you know, we're not quite there yet with just shipping our mother off <laughs> to the community. Um, but it's coming really soon. So what we can do is start is realize that and um, think about what uh, programs, what we want to offer. You know, what does that mean for us? And um, from a facilities perspective and, you know, programming and, uh, you know, are we going to start opening up to the public um, or is it just, you know, we're going to serve our residents with these autonomous autonomous vehicles. So, you know, really just start thinking about how, what that might look like, especially with construction and, you know, and security type things, you know, so how, what, um, concerns do we have and is there a way to overcome those concerns and just start kind of strategizing and then with AI um you know right now you can start automating even without AI there's a lot of opportunities to automate and lighten your administrative burden with the technologies that you have in place today that just haven't been built out um you know and relieving that administrative burden allows your employees, like you said, to do more meaningful work, have more time with the meaningful work that they want to do, not the menial, redundant, mundane tasks that should be automated. And that also is going to bleed over into recruitment and retention, because if you hire me and, you know, we're doing a great job of promoting working and aging services and how great it is. If I show up and I'm just doing these redundant tasks that should be automated and I see all these inefficiencies, you know, I'm going to leave. Yeah. Um, if I show up and I actually am doing meaningful work, work that I feel like, you know, gives me purpose or has a purpose, um, you know, that's what you're enabling your employees to be able to do by automating. Um, and then, of course, AI, I mean, not only just those communications from the business office to the residents could be automated in the future, you know, just automatically responding, but it sounds human. It doesn't yeah. sound like that bot as much. Um, that bot is getting better and better. Um, but also internal communications. So, I mean, we're even going to be able to just really reduce how much email we are managing every day. Yeah, uh, because it's just going to all happen, you know, for us. And, you know, we mentioned like the scary stuff with AI and <laughs> security and, and things like that. And there are concerns, but it's just kind of like with social media. We have some big problems with social media now, like in our as a society, you know, it's it's yeah. causing societal issues Um, but there's so many great things about it and it's just going to be the same thing with AI. It's like, yes, there's bad actors or there's just bad ways to use it, 
but there's so many great opportunities for it too. And so we're just going to have to navigate that as a society. Um, so don't, it's not like AI is bad or it's good. It's right. just how, it's you, how use you use it. the technology. You know what I, I just, I, as we keep talking, like I keep having all of these various ideas pop into my head, right? Like having like a, like a, you know, for staff, right. Frontline staff, you know, we're always worried about how can we get more people, you know, the meaningful work is important, but the wage is important too. And so if we can streamline some of these tasks, well, now we've got resources that we can use elsewhere. If we're maximizing this idea of, you know, I, I call it retailization, this retailization of what we offer to people who are going to pay for those services. Well, now we have additional resources to increase wages as well. Um, but even using like AI to be able to have, uh, you know, almost like a, an assistant for every person working, right? Like if I'm a, I just think about like, if I'm a med tech, right. And I'm working, I, you know, I've got to remember all these, these aspects of what I'm doing. Well, if I need a quick referral or a quick support on something or to ask a question about it, instead of having to drag the, the nursing director down for something, well, maybe I can ask the AI bot, Hey, what, what should I do in this situation? Or, or how, do, how can I answer this thing? Um, and it can give you feedback on it, you know, and the more comfortable we get with those kinds of ideas, I think the, the better we can make the working environment for all of our employees. So I love that. I yeah. totally agree. We, so we're, we're right at time. And you know, the, the crazy part is, is I feel like we could probably talk for another hour about this. Me too. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but this, I think we've, we, hopefully we've, we're going to, uh, you know, get some people thinking and maybe we can start some conversations around this, um, and really kind of push us, you know, to looking way more into the future than, uh, I think we, we are now, which would be really great for the industry as a whole. So, um, Katie, I want to thank you for your time today. Uh, this has been a great conversation and, uh, thanks for joining me on tips from Trestle. Thank you, Aaron. So there you have it, another one in the books. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Please follow, like, and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at Tips from Trestle. You can also learn more about the work I do by following me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. And be sure to check out Trestle Hospitality Concepts at www.trestlehospitalityconcepts.com. I'm your host, Aaron Fish, and this has been another episode of Tips from Trestle.